What's up, guys? We are back for another episode of the Degeneracy Podcast, entering double digits, 10th episode, Super Bowl special. Jason, how are we doing on this fine Friday afternoon? I'm feeling fantastic. I actually, it's funny that it worked out that way. The 10th episode is the Super Bowl special. This is going to be a huge episode for us. So much to discuss about this weekend. Obviously, I'm hyped. My birds are in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm just feeling good. Vibes are high. I feel you. Um, There's so much to dive into today. Uh, I think we're going to be on the same page in terms of who's winning. At least I would be kind of surprised if you uh, go against your team. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's dive right in. How are we feeling? What are we what's what's your main what are you looking at here on the board? Yeah, I think just to start the episode off, we'll go with some of the basic stuff. We'll take a look at the spread, the total, the money line, you know, things along those lines. It's projected to be as close of a game as it gets and even as an Eagles fan I can't disagree at all obviously my bias is going to come in I will be taking minus one and a half I've also taken the money line in a few parlays that I've concocted and that's obviously just because I want the Eagles to win and if they win I I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a one point last second field goal I think it will be by uh, like by a a full score, I would imagine. They'll win by at least three, if they win, of course. Whoever wins this game will win by at least three, in my opinion. So if you're going to think about taking a money line for the Eagles especially, you might as well just take the minus one and a half. Now, the total is much tougher. 51 is a pretty good number, in my opinion. What are you thinking about that? So I'm first off I'm I'm with you on the spread. Like if you're gonna take Eagles money line, the likelihood that this game finishes just something like twenty four twenty three or just something crazy is I would say very minuscule. So I'm with you. I would definitely take the Eagles spread if you if you think Philly's gonna win. Um, I'm also with you on the over. It's very tough because. Just thinking out loud, you can talk yourself into, you know, man, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid against his former team. They're going to put up at least at least 24 points. I mean, that's, you know, three touchdowns and a field goal over the course of a 60-minute game. And then, you know, the Birds, they're not going to not put up points with all the offensive weapons they have. So great job by Vegas to put the line at 50 and a half. I think it's going to be pretty close to around that. And you can reasonably talk yourself into either side. And I mean, of course there's going to be a right or wrong side, but two days before there's, I mean, it's, I love where the line is in terms of what, where Vegas put it at 50 and a half. For sure. And what's interesting about this one, at least to me, is that I don't think any of the playoff games either of these two teams have played so far have actually gone over 51 and yet I'm still thinking this game could despite so much working against it like for example obviously the Chiefs they're as dangerous of a pass team as it gets in the NFL with the MVP winner at QB and like obviously he's the best QB in the league without question if you disagree with that I think you're crazy but the Eagles are the best pass defense in the NFL to match up with it like this is as tight-knit of a Super Bowl I think we've seen in such a long time and the neutralizer for me comes with the huge discrepancy between the Eagles defense and the Chiefs defense that is why even if I wasn't an Eagles fan I still think the Eagles are favored because of the fact that they are just so dominant in the trenches. They have such a dominant run game, because and the threat of Jalen Hurts running it just opens up even more for that. So the Eagles, they have... The reason the Eagles games have not gone over 51 points have obviously been because the other teams have not been able to keep up with them. Like, the Eagles have been putting up points over 30 in both games. The Chiefs' defense, 
is going to have their work cut out for them, but this is the first opponent the Eagles have faced that I think should keep up with them, which is why the over is still enticing, despite it being over four in these two teams' matchups. Yeah, I'm with you. And the thing is, is like the Chiefs, obviously, like they get a lot of love and rightfully so because of their offense. But I mean, their defense is still, I mean, it's solid. Spagnuolo does a hell of a job in terms of, you know, getting the defense ready to play 40 points allowed in two games. And obviously Trevor's postseason career didn't start great. But after that, you know, comeback, they the Jags played pretty good football. The, the Bengals are the Bengals. So I'm really uh, looking forward to this. And I'm glad you pointed out the trenches. And one prop that I love, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be on, with me on this, Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I would be very surprised if that doesn't cash. You know, the Eagles get down at the two or the one yard line. I mean, it's pretty simple. Let's just line up in that diamond formation. Let's just have everybody just, just give them a big shove. Just get them right across the line. I would be very surprised if Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown doesn't hit in this game. That's true, and obviously we've mentioned it each of the last two playoff matchups for the Eagles as well. Hertz is a guy every single game you could look at as anytime touchdown because of the fact that he he just scores so many of them. Like there's not much else that needs to be said about it. He is their go-to guy on the goal line. He's basically built like a linebacker playing QB. They've got the best O line in the league to just force him over the top anyway. Everything works for him if it gets down there, and he's probably one of the safest. players plays of the game but now if we're going to move over to some of our favorite touchdown scores Jalen Hurts is obviously the first one that comes to mind that you just brought up who else are you looking at specifically when you look at that slate of anytime touchdown scores so I'm going to go to I'm going to kind of expand on this a little bit here uh Travis Kelsey minus 125 simple love it it's you know I mean Mahomes throws on the ball it seems like 100 times a game I would be kind of surprised if he doesn't uh, get in the crease of the zone at least one time down there just find some space I mean he's a future Hall of Fame tight end for a reason so I know it's a basic pick love that some of the value and this could definitely come back and bite me in the ass but AJ Brown Devonta Smith two I mean this isn't their fault because of how the games have played out but they have not been eating in the postseason and I would be very surprised if the Eagles changed it up after two and I mean this as a credit to the offensive line and to how they dominated the first two games not as a slight to either Devontae or AJ but I'd be very surprised if Nick Sirianni was like all right guys like we're gonna throw it out we're gonna throw the ball 45 times a game you know we're, we're a dominant offensive line we're going to we're just gonna now throw the ball 50 times this week which is something they haven't done all year so I don't really like the value of AJ or Devante at plus 120 or plus 165 and having said that I honestly like the value and I know we discussed this a little bit earlier this week I really like the value of our guy Kenny Gainwell at plus 360 I think that is the best value in terms of the bang for your buck of anytime touchdowns in Super Bowl 57. I'm I'm very glad you brought up Gainwell because he is who I was going to bring up to follow up your point so perfect segue into that I am all over pretty much every Kenneth Gainwell prop mm -hmm. you can think of this week. Let me just run through everything that I am targeting specifically in that regard. Obviously, I've taken the Kenneth Gainwell anytime touchdown. I believe I got him when the odds were a little bit lower. Let me double check. I got Kenneth Gainwell anytime touchdown at plus 360. So I believe that's around the same as it is now, actually. So I've, I'm on Kenneth Gainwell. I'm on Kenneth Gainwell's over on rushing yards as well at 19 and a half. I'm also on Kenneth Gainwell. We mentioned this in the Monday episode, but I want to bring it back up because 
it's something where the line has moved because Vegas is realizing maybe we were a little bit off base when we first put out these lines. It's Kenneth Gainwell to lead the game in rushing yards, period, between both teams. And when I got it, I got it at plus 2,000. The line for him now is plus 1,300. That's a pretty big swing for any for anything. A plus seven, a 700... Mo- How do you say that? What is the phrasing? The line like has moved by 700 line. points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so a 700 point move for a prop like that is insane to me. And some of it might have to do with in media day, you know, coaches get asked a bunch of things. A lot of it is that you see on I social media is just, you know, <laughs> some stupid questions that'll just go viral. But some of the actual football questions that were asked, one of them was, is Kenneth Gainwell earning more favor in your eyes? And Nick Sirianni said, yes, absolutely. Gainwell is getting more reps because he is the hot hand. Gainwell has led the Eagles in rushing yards both of their playoff games. And he's, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, led the overall games both times. I know he did in the first one when he cleared 100 yards. Last game, he had 48 yards. I'm, I'm... I'm not remembering correctly if any Giants player went over 48 yards, if Saquon cleared that number, but Gainwell has been the Eagles' leading rusher both games, and the Eagles are the better rushing team in this game compared to the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs will run the ball nearly as much as the Eagles, so if Gainwell goes for the three-peat leading the Eagles in rushing, he'll probably lead the game in rushing, and at plus 2,000, I am thrilled I got it where I got it. I'm with you, and actually, I'm I'm looking right here on Fanduel. It's actually down to plus twelve hundred. So I think. Oh I yeah, to... eight hundred point move in a week. Yeah, I, I think That's Vegas is a. Uh, I think Vegas is sweating that uh that original line a little bit. They're a little nervous that the odds they put out for them might be giving out a lot of big caches. And I'm 100% with you on that. So Kenny Gainwell, two for two in terms of leading the Eagles and. I'd be extremely surprised if a Chiefs player led the game in rushing yards. Um, I'm looking right now. I wanted to find some Patrick Mahomes rushing props, and uh, I can't. I can't find any on, on Fanduel right this second. But I would love to bet like the over on Mahomes rushing yards, and his over is 19 and a half. So I'm definitely taking that over. Um, the reason for that is did Mahomes did game, Mahomes clear that last week? Do you know? Probably. Did he clear 19 and a half rushing yards? Because I'm what I'm what I'm thinking of in that regard is that doesn't his his ankle is still a little bit like hurt right so I don't I'm just a little hesitant to take a guy on a bum ankle running all over the place risking getting hit but maybe I'm he had, wrong he had three attempts eight yards in the AFC Championship game however yeah see that then that's what I'm saying like I think the ankle definitely plays a factor in him not wanting to scramble as much which I know will be tough because the Eagles will be sending a lot of pressure at him so obviously the logic is that he's going to be forced to Mm -hmm. run around a lot more but if he's still got that bum ankle he might just be taking some sacks and I know that's like a a hot take because Mahomes doesn't get sacked but I don't think he's faced a team like the Eagles who no. had 70 sacks this year. Like no, he might just no. be on the ground a lot more than he usually is. I think Mahomes, it's either going to be like, I think Mahomes either smashes this over and has like, like 30, 35 yards, or it's, it's like a two attempts, like six yards game. And I think if Mahomes, if it's like the two attempts, six yards, I think you're going to see a lot of the Tom Brady throwaways where it's like a lot of like the, the, like, like the quick ones where he's just like, let, let me just get the ball the hell out of, you know, out of my hands, like as quick as I can type thing. Um, but 
whenever quarterbacks play teams like the Eagles, you know, that have an insane pass rush, especially in the postseason, I'm taking the over every time. And I'm not I'm not going against my logic and going against that in the Super Bowl. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, he'll be nice and uh, I think he'll be feeling good at kickoff, whether that's natural or with, you know, any uh, medicine or anything, you know, in today's day and age. But I do like Mahomes over of 19 yards as well. So over 19 and a half for both Patrick Mahomes and Kenneth Gainwell. Love that. And I think both guys clear that. All right. All right. Now for, and for a few other touchdown scores, you said you're more hesitant on AJ Brown and I I understand the logic completely, but I will still be taking him just because AJ Brown, especially in big games throughout the entire regular season, he's been Hertz's favorite target in the red zone, Dallas Goddard's shortly behind him. So if you prefer the value on Goddard for someone to catch a touchdown, I completely understand that AJ Brown has not caught a touchdown in either playoff game, but he was the Eagles leader in receiving touchdowns in the regular season. So the, the whole logic of I'm due, obviously it's flawed. However, once again, when you're, someone as talented as A.J. Brown in a game where the Eagles will probably have to throw a little more. Like in both of their playoff games, they've it's been cakewalks. Like there's no other way to put it. You don't throw the ball when you're stomping on a team. You just run the clock out, which is what they've done both games. They've dominated on the ground. This is the Super Bowl against the best QB in the NFL. The Eagles may find themselves down at certain points in this game. And obviously you throw the ball a lot more in tight games where you're either losing or barely winning. So the pass game will probably have to be broken out a little more. Hertz will be tested more in this game, I believe, than he's been tested in the last two playoff games. And in when the lights are as bright as this, Hertz is going to be tested. He's going to be going to the guy he is most comfortable throwing to, at least in the red zone. And now to flip over to a different angle for that logic that I'm playing off of right now, I think Devontae Smith, I'm not going to touch him to score a touchdown, but I like Devontae Smith's over four and a half catches. Because again, as after everything that I've just said, if Hertz is going to be tested a lot more, Smith is an incredible route runner. He's great in possession. He's great to move the chains. He's great, you know, moving down the field. So Smith is someone I think they're going to rely a lot on in terms of getting them to the red zone. Then when they're in the red zone, they're either going to want to smash it in with Hertz or or the hot hand, which I think will be gained well on the ground. But if they have to throw in the red zone, I think it's going to go to AJ. I think Smith, he could finish this game with seven or eight catches even. He might not get a touchdown, but it could be a seven catches for 90 yards type day for Devontae, and then like a four catches for 45 yards and a touchdown day for AJ Brown. That's the kind of script that I'm imagining in my head. Obviously, these are all just projections at the end of the day, but that's that's kind of where I believe this game will go in my eyes. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I like the thought process with everything. I would honestly be, I, w- I would just be so surprised if Devonte scores in this game for him at plus 165. I understand why the lines, why it is where it is. You know, they can't make it plus 400 for Devonte Smith, a player who had nearly 1200 yards in the regular season. And I get it, but I, in the Super Bowl based on how teams play they play a little more like small isn't the right word but they you know they don't take as many chances as normal because there's no tomorrow so I would much rather have and this is on Fanduel right now as we record this every single time I would take Goddard at plus 175 to score versus Devontae at plus 165 oh for sure being a boomer being you know having a bad take whatever but I would take the tight end over a second receiver in any situation like this oh yeah and and I did say I was focusing more on Devontae's over four and a half catches not the touchdown yeah absolutely absolutely. okay for sure 
Now, also, moving over. Oh, well, is there any other touchdown scores? There because is. we could move on. Okay, for sure. Go ahead. There is. Just, I just wanted to point this out quickly. The thing is, is the Chiefs receivers, I, we talk about this all the time in the NBA with the Warriors. You know, you never know who to bet on. And I think if you're debating whether MVS, Kadarius, Tony, or Juju, I would just recommend staying away because it's more than likely going to be whichever one you don't bet on that scores. Yeah. And because Kelsey's Kelsey could score, but I doubt he scores three times personally. One um, of them, yeah. And the thing is, like they, they know what they're doing. That the right. odds are so juicy on all mm-hmm. three of them. But oh, yeah. picking which one of those three it'll be between Tony Smith Schuster and Valdez Scantling, it's just a crapshoot that I'm just going to stay away from. Agreed, one hundred percent. All right, yeah, for sure. Now to move over, is there any is there any passing props that caught your eye between Hertz and Mahomes? So I'm looking at the over-under passing touchdowns, I think, and this is, I'm surprised it's this low, and I'm sure as we get closer, here we go, okay, so there, you can do this too. Um, Mahomes over-under passing touchdowns, I feel like is is free money, it's over one and a half, that's at minus 188, I would personally be very surprised if that doesn't hit, um, I, I'm just so used to seeing Patrick Mahomes like two and a half passing touchdowns, and I get that they're playing the Eagles, and you know, there's a reason both teams are here, as they are each the best in their conference but anytime Mahomes passing touchdowns is one and a half I would definitely spam the over even if the odds aren't even I would still take the over Jalen I'm a little more I'm a little more weary on just because he has 23 rushing touchdowns over the past two seasons and I mean that in the best way possible like he's you know his passing touchdowns are rightfully so lowered than Mahomes um, because Jalen is such a dual threat but I would comfortably take uh, Jalen anytime to rush for a touchdown and then Patrick Mahomes over one and a half and I think you could take that and really not sweat uh, yeah I'm I'm with you and it's funny you bring that up because the, there is a bit of discrepancy based on the book you're looking at you can get Mahomes one and a half on FanDuel which I would be all over mm-hmm. if I were you but then on DraftKings as you mentioned Mahomes line is at two and a half so wherever you can find the one and a half, I would take that in a heartbeat, even as an Eagles fan. There's going to be points put up, and the majority of the time, it is through the air with Mahomes. So I completely agree with that. Now, in regarding, there's a few like novelty player props, sure. some you know fun ones to look at. There's longest pass. It's at 36 and a half for Hertz and 38 and a half yards for Mahomes. Do you think we get huge plays in this game 40 plus yard catches uh i'm gonna say for mahomes i'm gonna say probably not and this this has the chance to just backfire like in a huge way like you know first play somebody falls down goes for 50 yards on either side um but i think if one of the guys goes over i think it's more than likely going to be jalen hurts throwing a deep bomb to aj brown uh a lot of the times this year we've seen it on a lot of touchdowns whether it was uh, in A.J. Brown's three-touchdown first half against the Steelers back in Week 8, or even on the scenario when he had the touchdowns on back-to-back plays against the Titans, the one that was called back, and then the one that he eventually scored on. Both of them, Jalen loves throwing deep down the sideline. So I think if there is any quarter, either quarterback to throw for the the over prop in this game, I think it's going to be Jalen. Uh, typically, like we said, he just he throws the ball down the sidelines, especially to uh, swole Batman. And I think Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to be trying to go a little more methodical, a little more dink and dunk with the Eagles, kind of in the same same reign or same uh, area, you know, a little just we're going to run the ball down the field, but we will take our occasional shots to uh, AJ Brown because it's worked a lot throughout the 2022 season. 
For sure. And I, I think I'm right there with you. I don't, I would, I'm not going to be surprised necessarily if, you know, someone breaks out a big, you know, 50 yard catch, big plays, take the momentum. But for the most part, these are two teams who are going to play smart. It's the Super Bowl. There's going to be risks taken, but it's not like crazy risks like that. Someone could obviously break a big play as well, set up a screen and just take it 60 yards to the house. That's not out of the question, but it's not something that I would be putting my money on. So I think I'm just going to avoid those plays altogether, but it's a fun one to think about. Oh, and sure. speaking of fun novelty plays to think about, the Super Bowl brings out, you know, a lot of fun, crazy props just to get people involved. And one that I wanted to bring up for you is, I think it's going to be a little thought-provoking experiment, but on DraftKings, you can actually take a look at the jersey number of the player that will score the first touchdown. And the line is, will the jersey number of the player who scores the first touchdown be higher than 11.5 or lower than 11.5? Now, before you answer, I will mm. give some context for this question. If you're taking over 11.5, you are essentially betting on Travis Kelsey, who is a favorite, or you're betting on an Eagles running back because all of the Eagles running backs have jersey numbers higher than 11 and a half. But if you take under 11 and a half, you're betting on both of the Eagles' top pass catchers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You're betting on basically a Chiefs receiver to catch the first touchdown because all three of the Chiefs receivers have jersey numbers under 11 and a half. Or you're taking a Chiefs running back who both of the running backs in the Chiefs rotation that get touches at least have jersey numbers under 11 and a half. But, oh, and you're also getting Jalen Hurts that's, under that's 11 and a half. Yep. You are also getting Jalen Hurts to score the first touchdown in that category. But one more player for the over 11 and a half is Dallas Goddard. So if Hurts throws a touchdown and it doesn't go to one of his receivers, if it goes to Goddard, he is in that category. So with that being said, are you taking over or under 11 and a half? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. You're taking I'm, the under. Yep. I'm betting that the Eagles. Honestly, I. Th I think the Eagles' first drive of the game, um, and obviously this will change throughout the game. But I think it's. I think they're gonna have a tone setting first drive. I think they're gonna have like an eight, nine, ten play drive. I think it's gonna be something like a seven runs, three passes, and I think they're gonna get down inside the three, and they're just gonna say, Jalen, uh, we've rode you all season. You squat six hundred fifty pounds or whatever it is. Get behind Jason Kelsey. Get behind Jordan Mailata. Just wiggle your ass in there. Get us a touchdown. And I would, I would take the under in that one. By the way, I do, but, I, I do want to say that I, I wish this prop was offered in like more games throughout the season because I think yeah, that is this, truly, this is this is such a fun prop. It's that's it. why I brought it up. I loved it. I when I was looking through it, caught my eye immediately. But based on everything that you just said, what if everything you said just happens? And instead, they just pound it in with Sanders or Gainwell. What if they just feed the hot hand running back? You know, if it's early in the game, will they want to risk Jalen taking unnecessary hits so early on? Now, I could see Jalen rushing one in, you know, powering one in, maybe mm -hmm. in the third quarter, maybe in the fourth quarter. But will they be, you know, allowing their franchise QB, who already has a bum shoulder? He is obviously a lot better now. That shoulder injury was over a month ago, but he's still probably not 100% healthy. Would they want to, you know, put him in that situation so early on? This is first touchdown score, mind you. That's why this is so yeah. such a fun experiment. I'm I'm actually I'm pulling up the novelty props now. Personally, I think they I think they would. I think Nick Sirianni would be. I think he'd be kind of like, look, like this has worked all year. I I don't think he would get too cute with it. Um, 
I, especially early in the game, I think it'd be kind of like, all right, like we're going to try and establish our dominance early. Like, you know, what's coming at you, you know, what's coming at you 23 touchdowns last two years. We're not going to, we're not going to hand the ball off to Boston Scott down here. We'll save him for the NFC East games against the team in North Jersey. We'll save him for that. Um, and I, I think that they would just say like, look, Jalen, we rode you all year. We were zero two without you. Prove why you should have had MVP votes, which is of hey, course a different conversation. But that I, I think they would yeah, ride with them. I'm not here to disagree with the logic. I just think you know, hey, my, last game Miles Sanders had the first touchdown. Mm-hmm. Game before that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was Sanders again. Because in the game against the Giants, I believe all of their Eagles running backs scored a touchdown. And then last game, Sanders, I believe, had the first two, followed by a Boston Scott one. So Hertz gets in. He does. But if the Eagles are going to score the first touchdown, I think they usually just have their offense scripted out. They script out just a lot of, you know, solid, you know, blocking schemes. They get their running backs holes and the running backs take advantage of it. You know, Sanders gets a lot of easy touchdowns. And obviously, as we mentioned earlier, you know, might be Gainwell in the red zone. A lot of Gainwell's touches have come in the red zone. They much just let Gainwell walk one in there. And then uh, the reason why it's so tough is because if it's not an Eagles first touchdown, if it's a Chiefs first touchdown, it's probably going to Kelsey. Right. It's, it's yeah. probably no, it's, going to Kelsey for the first <laughs> touchdown of the game. And that's why this is because uh, in my opinion, I think I'm definitely leaning towards over 11 and a half for the Jersey number, because I think it's either going to be an Eagles running back or Kelsey. Like, those are the people I would bet on to score first in this game. And See, was, oh, over 11 and a half is the one in plus money. It's plus 105 compared to minus 130. See, I, I think that I would go Jersey number first touchdown score. I think I'd go under 11. And I think I'm also, I just pulled up the novelty props on here. I think I'd go over 11 and a half for the, for the final one, because I think you could mm-hmm. reasonably convince yourself that, you know, whether the, excuse me, whether the Chiefs are down like 24-14 late in the game. Hey, Mahomes, who's he going to? He's going to 87 in the red zone, you know, or or in the scenario that, hey, we need a touchdown right now on Philly's side. Who are we going to? We're going to Dallas Goddard in the red zone. So I think I would go, I think I would actually take under for the first one and I would take over for the second one. I'm trying to see if we can parlay that. Uh, unfortunately, they can't be parlayed, whatever. But I think that's, I think that is the route that I would go in terms of that. All right, well, I think this is a fun. I think it's actually good that we disagreed because you know for our Monday episode we can check back in and see who was right. I think I'm actually going to put my wager in right now for over eleven and a half on the jersey number of the first touchdown, and I'll see if that cashes. You know, it's we'll just a fun little ball. bet, just confirm a fun little yeah, a fun sure. little one unit bet. Just throw down a unit on it, see what happens. Now, I'm Jason, I do want to ask. I do want to ask. Um, this was asked to Nick Sirianni, so I'll ask you the same thing. Is Sunday is the Super Bowl a must win game? Hmm, that's a tough one. Okay. Okay. Now, because obviously they could just <laughs> they could just play another one next week, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Of course, they can bounce back next week. I don't think it's must. No, of course not. Okay. That was obviously one of the most ridiculous questions asked <laughs> at his media day press conference. Whoever let that guy in to ask the question probably got his a uh, media card revoked after that. It was absurd. Oh my god. Now, all right. So I, I that was. I'm glad we. I'm glad we touched on that. That was a fun little prop I wanted to bring up. Now is the, now let's let's bring our focus back to some of the more regular plays, rushing, sure. receiving props. Is there anything that is catching your eye in that regard? Let me go back to FanDuel. DraftKings just got me jacked up here. They're trying to like make me verify my location, the whole thing. So mm. let me go back. Um, 
Let me go back. Uh, let's see. So I always think in terms of like the Super Bowl, I think there's somebody that that steps up that you're just not expecting, right? And I think Sky Moore, he's a rookie receiver. I liked him a lot last year in the draft process. Um, and this is well, I'll just go on a draft rant in another video. But um, long story short, they didn't really use him all that much this year. He's number 24. Um, his over under prop is 14 and a half. And I've said it before, whenever you have a receiving or rushing for that matter, prop this low, especially like our guy, Kenny Gainwell, that can hit on one play. You know, we're, we're talking one quick slant. We're talking one, you know, dig going across the middle. We're talking anything, a bubble screen where a guy falls down, you know, blockers make plays in front of him. We're talking one quick play for that to hit. So I don't want to say like it's a cash or, you know, it's a lock or anything, but I like the value at Sky more at 14 and a half yards. Rookie receivers, somebody in order to win a championship, somebody always steps up. And who is that going to be? I think there's a lot of value in Sky more over 14 and a half yards. I think I'm right there with you. Where are you seeing 14 and a half yards? Is it receiving? Yeah, I have receiving props and then I have uh, Sky more total receiving. This is on FanDuel, Sky more total receiving yards. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because if you go to DraftKings, you can cut that line in half. Sky Moore is really? at seven and a half yards. Oh wow! Which okay, I think Even better. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you if you like fourteen and a half yards, I think you should be all over seven yeah. and a half yards. Yeah, let's go. Hold on, let me. So you know what? All of the all of the logic you just threw out there, I think you can divide that by two and still be very happy. I'm actually I'm pulling it up now. Oh, Sky Moore seven and a half. Yeah, we're definitely taking that. I wonder if I can get an enhanced juice line. Anyway, no, I love that. So definitely, I'm definitely taking a Sky Moore over seven and a half on DraftKings. Jeez, might have a, have to have a word with Fanduel after that one. But no, definitely, <laughs> yeah, I would sure. definitely hammer, definitely hammer that one. Um, what's your thoughts, by the way, on uh, I think his name is I might botch this Speed Batman or Skinny Batman Quez Watkins over eleven and a half yards. I. I am not a fan of Quez. I hope okay. he does not see the field. I do not believe he can be trusted in this big game. I'm not going to place a lot of blame on Quez for some of the things in the past, but he, the Eagles only lost one game with Jalen Hurts at QB, and it was the game against the Redskins where Quez Watkins caught about a 50-yard pass, should have been an easy touchdown, and without even being touched, he fumbled it. And that is something Oof. that will just stick in my head forever, an untouched fumble because he tried to juke a guy and the ball slipped out of his hands. I don't think Quez Watkins can be trusted in this big of a game. I hope he does not get thrown to, so I will <laughs> I not will be betting on him. I will say my favorite like thing whenever whenever a game like that happens, this is just a quick side tangent. Obviously, I'm a Vikings fan, so obviously I don't like the Eagles. But my favorite thing is during that game, the commander scored on like some just BS like fumble play at the very end of the game. And I, I immediately tweeted. I love tweeting like things that are like technically true. And it was like the commanders go into Philly and win by double digits on like some BS lateral like Hail Mary play that just had no chance of winning. But I always love that. So um, anyway, I'll never forgive Quez for that. <laughs> but I think it's actually going. I think we covered we covered pretty much everything. In Super Bowl. we covered novelty plays. We covered you know we covered plays over under jersey numbers. Um, quickly, I'm going to spring this is a a quick one on you. I have no idea what the odds are. Um, before we transition into NBA Friday, Gatorade color. What are we thinking? I believe last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the Eagles were drinking yellow Gatorade. So I, I would run it back yep. with yellow. I don't think they're going to want to change anything up from the last I'm time they the, took it yep. home. You know, so I'm thinking the Eagles win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be drinking yellow Gatorade. I'm with you. All right, that's plus one sixty five. All right, that's Gatorade. Talk. Is that under? Now you brought that up. Where are you finding that bet? Because I might actually want to put some money on that. 
novelty props Gatorade color on DraftKings. I did not see it on FanDuel. Not to say it's not on there, but I didn't see it on FanDuel. I'm I'm on DraftKings right now, and I'm not seeing the Gatorade color, which is kind of sad. Is it? It might not be available in Pennsylvania, which would be very sad. Oh my god! It's, yeah, because... I, have, I have coin toss Gatorade color MVP specials. Oh uh, yeah, it, for me it goes right from coin toss to MVP specials. Damn. Well, that's unfortunate <laughs> if if it's yellow i'm gonna be pretty pissed because that could have been money in my pocket but oh well well sorry for putting you on the spot for something that hey, wasn't it's all there. good um but we have nba props tonight nba nba friday um i'm going to do you care if i just kick it off here there is for one sure. there is one that i like um it's pretty big by the way there was a lot of trade deadline stuff that went on um but one that i like right away Sixers, I think they are going to beat the Knicks tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, so I do think they are going to uh, win this. I also, I like Julius Randle's over 23 and a half points, um, and I like Sixers money line, so it's a little plus 167 SGP to start. Yeah, I was, when I was looking through, Randle's a guy that I unfortunately do like, and he cleared this line barely last time he played the Sixers. He had 24 points. He didn't necessarily have a good shooting night, but I, when I was watching the game, what you'll notice is that Against the Sixers starters, Randall was getting clamped up. P.J. Tucker was playing good defense on him, and Embiid was playing good help defense just to swarm him and make his life as difficult as possible. But immediately when the Sixers sub in that dreaded bench unit, Randall stayed in the game, and he just cooked Montrez time after time. I think that's a matchup the Knicks are going to target again. You know, keep him out there when Trez subs in, and he's just going to give Trez buckets after buckets. I'm going to be in hell the entire time watching, but it's going to happen. Uh, that's Twitter user at hoops reference. I always, I got to be honest. I like refreshing the feed during games. It is uh, something I very much look forward to. Top ten words: fire, Glenn Rivers, fire, Doc Rivers. Ab- that. Absolutely, that was funny. That, it, it's so funny how that worked out because I looked up some of the top ten words that I use in my tweets, and of course, fire and Doc and Glenn were all in the top ten. So <laughs> now, for um, me on NBA Friday, there is two. Not player props. I'm actually just looking at straight up winners and they're both underdogs, which is why I like to them in t- in terms of just, you know, putting a little money on it. It's at the moment, the Mavericks are plus 122 against the Kings. They're on the road and the Bucks are plus 114 on the road against the Clippers. Now, again, taking road teams is always a bit of a risk because of the home team, uh, you know, sway the uh, things just happen to work out this year where home teams have been a lot better than they usually are. And I'm taking two road teams, which I understand is a risk, but the reasoning behind it is tonight, I think will be the night that Luka Doncic actually returns and gets to play his first game with Kyrie. There will be a lot of hype there. Those two will want to put on a show. And the reason that the Mavericks, I believe are underdogs at the moment is because Luka is still questionable. So I want to get Mavericks money line before it becomes official that Luca will be playing because I believe the line will move when that announcement comes and then turning things over to the Bucks game. The Bucks are not missing anybody except for Bobby Portis and they're playing against a Clippers team missing both Kawhi Leonard and Luke Kennard and the Clippers just made a bunch of trades for new faces that will not be making their debut yet. So they're they're still shorthanded in their rotation against a Bucks team that is rolling and Giannis specifically is rolling. So the Bucks, who I believe is the better team as is, playing an, a Clippers team missing key players, I don't care if they're on the road. I think the Bucks win that game. 
I'm 100% with you, and I'm just confirming. I just want to look at like the schedule over of, of the each team in the past couple of days. I'm with you, by the way. Um, in terms of that, I also there was one other late game tonight that I liked. I like the Blazers money line quite a bit. Get them back to 500. They won on Wednesday against the Warriors. Um, as we each kind of predicted that 35 was a big line for Dame. He did not get the 35 points line on Indeed. Wednesday. He had, he had 33. Indeed. So I think, honestly, tonight, we've discussed before, a lot of points against the Thunder. I don't hate Damian Lillard, 35 points plus Blazers money line tonight to add on to the Mavs and Bucks lines of which you previous said. So I think we're uh, I think we have a good little parlay cooked up here, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Nice little two-three legger, possibly. And the I like hold it. on. I'm just looking at the the Clippers. The Clippers lost on Wednesday to the Mavs. They lost at home. Uh, the Bucks, on the other hand, played last night in in LA in the Staples or uh, whatever Crypto.com Arena. They played against the Lakers last night, but they did not play. That was their first game since Monday, so they're they're still yeah, pretty the, well. Rested, the Bucks so. are on a back to back, but last night they played a Lakers team that didn't mm-hmm. have LeBron, so they weren't necessarily pushed as hard as. Maybe you would think, and they're still playing in the same city. You know, it's Clippers, Lakers. They play in the same stadium. Exactly. They didn't go anywhere for the back to back. They just, you know, went back to their hotels, chilled, and woke up and went to practice this morning. Got a game tonight against a Clippers team that is also shorthanded. I think the Bucks are rolling, and they continue. Absolutely love that. Were there any other plays you had? By the way, um, left hand up. I I missed the under the other night. Uh, buddy heel decided to start to cook my personal rivalry. I, I did warn you it could have been a buddy did, night. I did, did say that. I said it could be a buddy night. Unfortunately, it was. Uh, it is what it is. Well, 29, six threes made. Couldn't help me out a couple weeks ago. It's, you know, we were only yeah, three. That's we how it works. That, that's how it always works. But I think that's a good place to wrap it up, actually. I'm, All right. Most of this episode was always going to be about the Super Bowl. We have a few NBA plays we like tonight just to hopefully, you know, pad our bankroll a little bit going into the Super Bowl for the NBA games. And I think that's where we should wrap it up. Obviously, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to leave a like on the video if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel if you're a new listener. And if you prefer audio platforms, we are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. So go save the show on those platforms as well. It would mean a lot. Leave a five-star review, please. It helps the show out so much. Love you guys.